With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are the things that we do to compensate for the things that don't work. There are all kinds of things that people build into their lives to compensate for their inabilities. Or overcompensate. <laughs> or go overboard. Trying trying to distract you from the fact that I'm really not good at this. I razzle down with you about this because I don't want you to see that over here I'm not so such much. See, these, these these little masks we lie in, these little systems we put in place, these little situations that we build around ourselves to cover for our incapacities, never confronting what's wrong, we comfort what's wrong. Oh, I'm preaching better to hear amen. We, we don't confront what's wrong. We comfort what's wrong. We, we make a bed for it. We make a pallet for it. We make an excuse for it. We, we have a list of rules not to challenge our limitations. And, and so we, we are not growing. We are not growing because it's, there's nothing wrong with his head. There's something wrong with his body. His body is not responding to what the head is saying. And in order to survive, we make these systems to compensate for our weaknesses and our willfulness. And all of a sudden, we find ourselves laying in a bed that we built to compensate for what doesn't work. We won't confront the issue in the house. We make a bed for it. How many beds have you made for the things you won't confront. For the way that you handle money. For where you could have been in your life and in your career. For the souls you should have won. For the people that should know Jesus in your life. But, but because they know your temper better than they know your Jesus, you still can come to church and get your shout in. You don't feel convicted because you made a bed for it. Anytime you make a bed for it, you get comfortable in your incapacities. And you never challenge yourself to be who you could be. You just make a bed for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many people recognize you've got some beds in your life? You make a bed for it. You, you could have been right here and walk all day. You might listen to that. You, you, you would be, I'm going to be all over this place today. You, you would be so much further if you would grasp the God of the church you go to rather than the church of the God you worship. See, people do better about grasping church than they do grasping God. Because if you ever grasp the concept that you are not just coming to church, but you're worshiping a living Savior who is able to challenge every limitation in your life, there is no way you could hear this word and go back home and get in that same bed and still argue like you argue and fight like you fight and ride home and fuss and cuss and still be the same person that you used to be. Why are not you? Why are you not changing? You made a bed for it. How can you come to church and worship and raise your hands and have such a good time and then go home and be happy, and spiteful and evil and contrary and, and the kids don't even know. 
call their father bad or a Christian? How can that be possible? How could you take communion and baptism and fall out of the aisle and be slain in the spirit and never be altered? It's because you... We are looking at a man who is tired of land in the beach. He's just tired. He's just tired of my functions. He's tired of going through the motions and my functions. He's tired of not being plugged up in his life, in his house, with his wife. You know how you can show up and still not be at home? And all the appropriate places and say, yeah, uh-huh. And not even be there. This guy is tired of not functioning. And so he develops a relationship with his friends. And he says, get me to Jesus. I want to take a moment and talk about hooking up with people that are taking you somewhere. You know, he didn't hook up with people who sat by the bed. I see people today who hook up with people who comfort you in your crisis but don't carry you to your deliverance. He didn't hook up with four paralyzed guys so he would fit in. Are you running with people who are as dysfunctional as you are? Are you running with people who are as dysfunctional as you are just so that you can make dysfunction look normal? Because if you surround yourself with people who can't walk, then walking and not walking looks normal. And you may be comfortable, but you'll never have a miracle when you surround yourself with people who can't carry you beyond your present condition. I don't know about you, but I don't have time for it. If this ain't going nowhere, let's give it up. If we're not going to move, let's just walk away. I don't have time. Maybe because I'm getting older. I don't have time to hang around with people who are just super pleased, but they're not going anywhere. Yes, I can't walk. I want to run around with people that can walk because maybe walking is contagious. So, the man is teaching me to surround myself with people who can do what I cannot do so I can go where I cannot go, so I can be what I cannot be. I must surround myself with people who are not limited in the same areas that I am limited. Look around your hands, you never have you got legs? Yeah, have you got legs? Because this is not my year to run around with people who are mobilized, uh, immobile. I'm looking for somebody who's moving. I'm looking for somebody who's going. I'm looking for somebody who's got some energy. I'm looking for somebody who's got some strength. I'm looking for somebody who can take it to the next level. I'm looking for somebody that can move this thing along. I don't just need somebody laying in the bed beside me, keeping me company. I don't need company. I need movement. 
We're going to move and we got to move in a stretcher. We're going to move and we got to move in a car. We're going to move and we got to move in an ambulance. We're going to move and we got to move in a wheelchair. We're going to move and we got to roll in a rowboat. We're going to move and we got to walk on a cave. I refuse to be paralyzed. Jesus said, I come that you might have a life and have it more abundantly. I command you in the name of Jesus. This is your season to break out and come I'm going to move if it hurts. I'm going to move if it don't hurt. I'm going to move arthritis. Arthritis, if you're coming with me, you better get ready to move. We're going to church this morning. Roll me and bad back. you got to come on the church. We're getting ready to praise the Lord. Somebody take about 10 seconds and just move Where there is doubt in your power, there is doubt in God's ability. And so when you do not trust in yourself, you don't trust in God. Whenever you want God bless somebody with an overflow blessing, don't get jealous. Get honest. I hear God saying, it's time to go, baby, that I've been pulling you back so I can shoot you forward. The time is now to change the course of your personal, professional, and spiritual life. It's the Woman Thou Art Least Masterclass, October 18th through the 20th in Dallas, Texas. Register today at WCAL.org. How do you relate to obstacles? Tells me how quick there will be a change in your life. These four men carried the one man up to the door and they couldn't get in the door. They did not abort the mission because they confronted an obstacle. If they didn't, why are you? Well, the first thing Jesus said to Mary and Martha when they came to the tomb, when they, when they got to crying, he said, show me where you laid him down. He said, show me where you gave up. Who told you to quit just because you hit an obstacle? He'll never win if you allow an obstacle to overthrow you. People who overcome things in life, they didn't overcome things because they didn't have obstacles. Sure, you run into a brick wall trying to do what you're trying to do. That doesn't mean that God's not going to bless you. It just means that God's going to train you while he blesses you. I'm not sure how they got him up that wall. Every scenario that I picture in my mind is quite complicated. But I do know that how you confront obstacles determines how your story ends. God did not promise you a convenient miracle. He didn't promise you a convenient marriage, a convenient business, a convenient child. He didn't have a convenient life. How do you get to have a convenient life? So I ask myself, you know, 
Maybe they tied him to the bed. And then two of them hoisted him up while the other two got up on the roof and started pulling. All, all I know for sure is that that was a rough ride going up the side of that house. Isn't it funny? When you're closest to the answer, things get the hardest. They made it over the road without having to be creative, but when they got close to the miracle, now they had to be creative. I don't know who this is for. You are right in the home stretch. This is no time to quit. This is a time to be creative. This is a time to be creative. This is a time to look at the wall and go, boom. This is a time that you need a strategy. Boom. People who look at obstacles that go home, that means that going back is not an obstacle. It's not an obstacle. It's not an obstacle. Hey, 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 man, we're going to strap you down. This is going to hurt a little bit. Your legs might be hanging out. I may mess up your hair. But when I get finished, we're going to get to the top of this thing. We are not going back home the way we say. Are there any people in here that going back is not an option? So they got him up on the roof. I love his voice. He has a voice. He has a voice. I want these boys on my floor. Not only were they creative enough to climb the wall, they were tenacious enough to tear off the roof. Maybe, maybe I should have titled this message, You Run It With The Wrong Voice. If you don't have those tear off the roof people on your team, change your team. I am too old to be running around with people who don't tear off the roof. I don't have time to sit by the side of the house and let the miracle walk past me. I gotta surround myself with the million white people who will tear off the roof. That's how I feel about it. Watch this. When they tore the roof off, they start lowering him down to Jesus. The closer he got to Jesus, the further he got away from his buddies. We have carried you as far as we can carry you. The rest of it is between you and Jesus. I told you everything I knew how to tell you. I taught you everything I knew how to teach you. I prayed for you. I laid hands on you. Now, this is where I get out of the story. The rest of it is between you and Jesus. Somebody in this room, you need to lower some of the people you're carrying down into the presence of the Lord. Turn it over to the Lord. You did everything you can do. You can't live for them. You can't die for them. I know that's your child, but you can't control him. You raised him. Now turn him over to Jesus and get out of God's way. The rest of it is between you and the Lord. What's it? If your relationship with God 
Let us change your relationship with that bed. Then I question your relationship with God. And the critics are now saying, he got a nerve saying forgive sins. Nobody can do that but God. Jesus says, what is easier to say? Son, thy sins be forgiven thee, or take up your bed and walk. He says, your relationship with me should change your relationship with the bed. The thing that healed you, the place where you got stuck, the thing that's dysfunctional, the thing that doesn't move. He says, your relationship with me should change your relationship with anger. He says, you can't say you have a relationship with me and you're still flying off on everybody. Your children are scared when your car comes home. You can't say you have a relationship with me and you are still stuck in that same bed. Your relationship with God should change your relationship with things around you. I don't care how much you have, church. I don't care how much you give it off. I don't care if you fall out and be slain in the spirit. If it doesn't change you, it doesn't work. It's got to change you. It's got to change you. It doesn't work. If if we don't preach a gospel that works, people are going to judge us as irrelevant. You need a relationship with God that challenges your limitations. And so Jesus says to him, I know that the only way you've been mobile was with help. I know that the only way you paid bills was with help. I know that the only way you got clothes was a sugar daddy. I know. Go 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 Stay right where you are. I know that the only way you survived was being slick. I want a faith that brings function to my dysfunction. So Jesus says, what is easier to say, son, thy sins are forgiven thee? He said, is it easier to say I have a relationship with you, or can you prove that relationship by how you relate to what didn't work before you met me? So he says, take up your bed. Wait, this is the the only way this man got in here was y'all carrying it. And he says, now I'm going to make full proof of my salvation. Maybe the four guys are still looking down from the roof, saying, oh, we got to get down there and help him. Maybe, maybe they're like the guys who, who drive me around that when they open up the car door, they're still pulling my head down. And you know what? I keep telling them, I got this. I appreciate you helping me. But I got this. I thank you for the time you carried me, but I got this. I remember when you paid my rent. I got this. I thank you for encouraging me when I was down, but I got this. I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but the Lord told me to preach. I got this. You don't need what you used to need. You don't have to have what you used to have to have. Some of our 
Uh, I got to stop there. I wish I had more time, but I'm excited that you got a chance to just eavesdrop as to the word that God is giving me for the Potter's House and all of those that are up under my covering, whosoever will, let them come and be blessed and be fed and be encouraged. And I'm glad that I was raised at a time that I could share this word through this vehicle and you could receive it regardless to your geographical location. Now, I come to you every week and every day in your home and your life sharing the word of the Lord, but this is an opportunity for you to come to me. I'm not calling all of you to come. I'm calling those of you to come who are on the cusp of greatness, who are moving toward a goal, who are running into glass ceilings and brick walls, and you're trying to break through into the next dimension. We've got a master class. It's those of you who want the mastery of doing what you do, and you want to sit around other women who are masters of what they do. Just to be in the room is utterly amazing. Some of you have never been able to get in the right room. I want to put you in the right room. October 18th through the 20th, WTAL.org, or text WTALNOW to 289 I'll see you there. You can do all things through Christ if you only believe. Whatever you've been saying about faith might really be you. You'll never get anybody to believe in you till you believe in yourself. Your faith might be you in disguise. When you hear to the ministry of any sign, you will receive Bishop Jake's life-affirming series, Believe, on four DVDs. People who walk in their blessings are not jealous of people who walk in their blessings. The only people who get jealous are people who can't walk. And when your gift is $100 or more, we will add the I Am Two-Part DVD series, the I Am Booster, and Bishop Jake's eye-opening for identity. Everything you think you gave up, I will give it back. You won't have to make it without anything that you want. Expect the best for yourself. Believe. If in Canada, visit us online or call to order your digital downloads today. It's just amazing to see women of every color, every country. There's so many countries here together, and their one purpose is just to focus to God. When you think about all you went through, some of you don't understand why you need to stop. Watching other women come on stage and talk about the thing, to know that it's common, that it's not something that is uniquely hers. He is no respecter of persons. What God does for one, he will do for another. I came with a friend and a cousin and left with many sisters. Let God give you something in your spirit that you cannot live with I will as long as I have breath with my body. A tent, woman's hour. Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Potter's
person to say, hey, listen, you printed the wrong name. He decided to change his legacy. So in the last 10 years of Alfred's life, once he found out what people would say about him when he would die, he decided to put a trust fund to the side. All the money he made from selling dynamite, he put into this bank account. He said, every year, I want to be remembered as someone who brought peace instead of destruction. So I want to name this trust fund after my last name, Nobel. And I want to give an award to every person who does something peaceful for our planet. And I'm going to call it the Nobel Peace Prize Award. Hundreds of years later, every year, the Nobel Peace Prize Award is given to people who do something to bring peace into our world. It was from a man who decided to change his legacy. On his tombstone, he wrote these words, every man ought to have the chance to correct his obituary in midstream and write a new one. Every man, every woman ought to have the chance to correct their obituary in midstream and write a new one. The first thing we learn about Paul, pre-Paul, when he saw, is that number one, you cannot determine the legacy you receive. You can't. You're born into the family you're born into. You're grown up with the people around you that you grow up with. You can't determine the legacy you receive, but you can determine the legacy that you leave. Just because you grew up in a family where everyone hated a certain group of people doesn't mean you have to repeat the hatred as you get older. You can change. You can change. You can change. You say, no, Paul, it's a generational curse. No, the same God that sets people free from addictions can break generational curses off of your life. You can change. You don't have to carry that hatred. You don't have to carry that spirit. Romans 5, verse 8, the same God that was killing Christians would later write that God demonstrated his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Until you let God love the Saul inside you, you will never discover the Paul inside you. Until you recognize that God loves you, even at your worst, ugliest moment, you will never discover the greater Paul that he's called you to be. Everybody say, let it marinate. There's something that God's doing in you that he's preparing you for perseverance. So in Romans chapter 5, verse 3, he says this. He says, we glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. The word perseverance means steadfast. It means patient. It means the ability to endure. It means stamina. I'm going to say stamina. Stamina means you've got the ability to stick with something long enough beyond the feelings of wanting to quit. Right? And we're in a generation right now of quick quitters. And, and I don't mean to knock on my generation, but for some reason... We've got, we've got to change the labels that have been placed on our generation. The only way to change the labels is to change the behavior, change the actions, recognize who we are. We are a generation. We have to lean in and refuse to leave something just because we're not seeing fast results. We've got to choose to set the example. I want my kids one day to say, Dad was so good. I don't want them to say, Dad was so good at quitting everything that didn't work out so fast. Right? No one wants their kids to say that. I want my kids to say, Dad had stamina. Dad had perseverance. Dad had a steadfast spirit. I hope when Liam's 25, he says, Dad didn't quit everything he started. Dad knew how to stick to it. He had a grit about his life that when everyone else was criticizing, he just stayed faithful. 
to what God had asked him to do. There's something about perseverance that births in us a Christ-like spirit. Christ had perseverance. Right? To go to the cross, he's pushing past all the stuff that's coming against him. He was focused, headed towards the cross. There was a perseverance. Later on in Paul's life, we see that he was marked by his perseverance. Shipwrecks couldn't stop him. Snake bites couldn't stop him. Mean people couldn't stop him. Right? Jail cells couldn't stop him. Being shackled in chains couldn't stop him. He found a way to keep persevering. There's steps in every season to get to the next place God has for you. As a kid, I used to play video games. Mario, Donkey Kong, Super Nintendo. Come on. Those are the good old days. And I remember playing these games. And I remember getting one, I was in one game, I had beat each level, and I was getting to the end of it, and I'd been working hard for like five months, so like, what? <laughs> Anyone who doesn't play video games always makes fun of the people that do. All right, so, but I've been working hard on these levels, and I've been, you know, figuring out all the ways to beat each level. Finally, I get to the end of the game, and I remember I got to the end, it said, you have to go back three worlds and repeat a level, because you missed a clue. And I was like, What? I go back and I'm trying to play this certain level to figure out what they're talking about. It took me so many times to finally figure out there was a hidden clue that I missed. Wouldn't it be sad to step into the next promotion and God says, you're going to have to go back because you missed. You missed a clue. You missed what I was trying to do in the process. Wouldn't it be sad for you to like graduate, you go into the next season and God says, you're going to have to go back to school. You're going to have to you missed it. You weren't even checked in. You just kept on praying for me to make the season end, and you skipped it. You have to go back. There's going to be some repeats here. And don't be mad, because once you get that, then you can step into the thing you've always wanted. There's steps to this. I think about it in our room, there's, there's steps to each section. If I want to go higher, I've got to take more steps. I'm going to say, take another step. Take another step. That there's steps that God's leading you on, and the Bible says that he orders the steps of a righteous man. He orders the steps of a righteous woman. So if God wants to take me higher, I've got to take another step. I'm going to say, take another step. And sometimes, Stephen, my man, sometimes God says, in order to go higher, you've got to take a, a step lower. In order for you to go to the higher level, you're going to have to humble yourself and take another step lower. You're going to have to serve someone that you thought you were above. You're going to have to help someone that you don't want to help. I'm going to lead you on steps. I'm growing your perseverance. And the third thing that God develops in the process is the character. Number three, he, he prepares our character in the process. So number one, he prepares our identity. Number two, he prepares our perseverance. Number three, he prepares our character. It says in Romans chapter 5, verse 4, that this perseverance now produces character. It was a character. Character is who you are when no one's watching. Character is not what's seen on the stage. Character is what's seen when no one's watching you. And you're sitting there. And you're like, God... Do you care about my future? Because I'm still waiting on a harvest and other people are getting their harvest. Other people are seeing their progress. Has anything happened? And God says, right where I have you, 
This is important. I've got character development that I'm doing inside you. I'm teaching you to be honest. I'm teaching you how to honor people that may not deserve honor. I'm teaching you how to show honor when no one's watching. You see, character is not what you say when the person's in the room. Character is what you say when they're not in the room. Don't tell me what they said about me. Tell me why they were so comfortable to say it to you. Are you a trash can for gossip? Do people come to you and just share the most negative things about others? You've got to learn to praise God in the middle of midnight. Some of you are there right now. The only way you're going to break through this midnight hour is when you get connected in community, when you take authority over your mind, when you start praying, prayer precedes the breakthrough. And when you start praying, you've got to activate your mouth for praise to come out. We're all searching for a purpose, a career, and a life that really matters. Oftentimes, finding that purpose is difficult, but there are clues to your calling. There are places that only God can direct you, and things only He will know that will make you come alive. You have a God-given mission. In Pastor Paul's new book, On Mission, you can discover how to find and build your life around the purpose God has for you. In this book, Pastor Paul explores the life of Nehemiah. Like Nehemiah, you are anointed and appointed to make a difference. And in this book, you learn to find and build the type of life God has for you. Find your purpose and take steps towards your assignment with the new book, On Mission. Give your copy today by calling one 800 760 or visit us online at pawgordon.org. I needed an exorcism because I was into terrorism. Filled with hate, used to be saw back in the day, was consumed with religion. Now Paul is here to say, our relationship with God is the one true way. I'm no longer a man. More like a follower. I play for victory's team. I am more than a conqueror. First, he had to blind me. Then he realigned me. He made me search for him. He said, seek and you will find me. <laughs> I guess you could say I'm something like a pallbearer. Looking at eternity, it couldn't be fairer. Crucified with Christ, it's a new era. Eating the bread of life and I ain't ordered from Panera. I'm not a saint. But I gave my life as a canvas for God to paint. He transformed my mind and filled me with his spirit, and now I'm living with no restraint. So when he'll reign, I'm letting God invade, asking him to break this chain. It's in him I shall not lack. The cross before me, I'm never turning back. How do I say this differently? I did it in the first and second Timothy. They said it to the death of me. But then I wrote Titus and Philippians. I'm a hate legalist slave demon. God took them wrong. Putting pen to paper with the revelation so strong. Dear Thessalonica, two books I'll write you. I'm impressed with your faith. In the face of persecution, at the rapture, Christ will return for those who will spark the revolution. Quickly if I repeat, something like the greatest showman, as I strip the books of all my Romans. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. So listen to this apostle. These scriptures are colossal speaking to believers to believe now in full throttle. 
the two Corinthians to Galatians, breath of heaven is alive in this word, and it's for all nations. This authority is available for anyone, 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 who believes and receives that Jesus is the way and no strength. This can't be a key, for it is only given, and it parts a new living. So change stories, and then change lives. See grace, and then realize that we are empowered to deal hope. To those that are at the end of their rope, drowning in life, trying to reach the shore with every stroke. But when you have Jesus, all fear has to go. She's in your situation with a paddle and a boat. This is the reason I will never boast. Salvation is from all, so get up and go. Make disciples of all nations. That's all I ever tried to do. I'm answering my calling. Now the question is, with you? So the city had stone. Paul, he's laying there. All of these rocks on top of him. It looks like it's all over. Number one, to make a good comeback, you've got to start listening to the voice of your Heavenly Father. Number one, you've got to tune into the voice of God. I believe it's somewhere down in the dust, as the believers were in that circle, somewhere down there in that dust, he was listening to the voice of his Father God, saying, Paul, I love you. You're more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. This is not the end. He who started this work in you will be faithful to complete it. Everybody say, lift it up. Too many of us are listening to the side. And God says, you've got to start listening up. You've got to tune in to what God has to say about you. Number two, become your best encourager. Become your best encourager. What good is it if Barnabas encourages you and everybody else encourages you, but you don't even encourage yourself? You just keep on being your own worst critic. Some of us take pride in being our own worst critic. I just, I'm never good enough. Stop criticizing yourself. I know I, this is one of my temptations is to become so critical of myself. How many of y'all deal with self-criticism? Anyone in this room? Yeah. We can be so hard on ourselves. We've got to start being encouragers over ourselves. We've got to start speaking what God's word says. I believe down in the dust, as Paul was laying there, even though he looked dead, I believe there was some personal encouragement going on. I believe there was some mumbling, just reminding himself, no, 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 this is not the end. I'm going to make it. I'm more than a conqueror. I can rise up. I will rise up. This is not how it ends. This is not how it ends. I'm not going to end in the dust. I'm rising up. I've got a mission. I've got a calling. I believe there was some personal encouragement. My wife told me this when I was in a discouraging time. She said, Paul, stop waiting on everyone else to encourage you, and you start becoming your best encourager. If you'll start declaring what God says about you, I'm telling you, you're going to get up from whatever's knocked you down, but you've got to start using your mouth to speak life. Number three, surround yourself with encouraging people of God. Surround yourself with people that will encourage you. So here Paul is. He's been spending time with the church. This is why we go to church. This is just one more reason to not forsake the assembly of the brothers and sisters. That we would linger enough to build relationships so when we go into the hospital, when we're struggling with an addiction, when our marriage is on the rocks, when things aren't going well in our life, we spend some time with the right people so that when we're in a storm, we can call them and say, hey, will you surround me with some prayer? Will you come and join me at the altar? Will you pray for my husband? Will you pray for my wife? Will you pray for my son, for my daughter? Number four, pray. 
prayer precedes the breakthrough. Don't just get in a circle of fellowship and laugh together and go out to eat together. Get in a circle that prays for each other, not prays on each other, but prays for each other. Right? That we would pray for one another. So we had a friend just two years ago, their baby went into the NICU. Ryan and Alyssa Andrews, our friends right here at church. And they called us and said, would you pray for us? I said, yeah, we're surrounding you with prayer. So I go up to the hospital, and man, when I saw Orly, their little baby, newborn, and then I see you on life support. I started crying because I was thinking about my son. And I said, Ryan, I'm going to stand with you. I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus that he will live until I die. I declare the works of the Lord, and no matter what happens, we're with you. Turn to someone next to you and say, I've got your back. I've got your back. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. As we begin to pray, for 21 days, Orly was on life support. Today, Orly is healthy and whole. He's running around. He's playing in children's church in the nursery. He is a walking, walking miracle. And number five, last point right here, worship, worship. If you're in a defeating season right now, if you're discouraged, if you're feeling weighed down, if stones have been thrown on top of you, if you'll start listening to God's voice, if you'll start encouraging yourself, if you'll get surrounded by the community of believers, if you'll start praying as you begin to worship, I'm telling you, your comeback is waiting for you. It says that as the believers gathered around him, somewhere in that circle, all of a sudden, Paul got back up. It says, as they come on, John, rise up. Stand up on your feet this morning. Give these guys a big hand. Come on. Come on. Church, I want to tell you something. No matter what the enemy's done to try to knock you out or knock you down, you are not defeated. If there's breath in your lungs, you hope for your future. Activate your mouth for praise to come out. Activate your mouth for praise to come out. I might be in shackles, and by the way, I got the key right here. So no magic tricks. You got the key, too. The key is in your worship. The key is in your praise. So as I start to praise, you are good, good, oh, you are good, God, good, God. Oh, oh, you are good, good God. Oh, oh, you are good. Through it all, yeah. Through it all, I know you're never gonna let, you're never gonna let me down. You're it's easy to pray when you're at a church service. It's easy to pray when the lights are on. But it says it was midnight and they were praising in the dark. Bring the lights down here they are. They're in the dark. They got their chains on. It hasn't fallen off yet. And they're crazy. And there's no band playing, so there's no keyboardist. You gotta learn how to sing when there's no melody. You gotta learn how to sing when there's no music. You gotta learn how to praise even when the lights go out on your marriage. Even when the lights go out on your business. Even when the lights go out as a single and you thought you were going to get married and you're still in that certain season, you've got to learn how to pray to your breakthrough. 
Praise till the chains come off. You've got to learn to praise God in the middle of midnight. Some of you are there right now, and you think the answer is Instagram. You think the answer is social media. You think the answer is more alcohol. You think the answer is drugs or porn or some other addiction. God says none of that's going to solve your issues. The only way you're going to break through this midnight hour is when you get connected in community, when you take authority over your mind, when you start praying, prayer precedes the breakthrough. And when you start praising, you've got to activate your mouth for praise to come out. You've got the key to break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. It says that as they begin to pray, as they begin to pray, all of a sudden, they began to feel an earthquake that night. All of a sudden, the foundations of the prison started shaking. Started rumbling. The chains started to come off. The lights were coming on. Come on. That night, they broke out of their prison cells. All over the prison, chains were coming off. The doors were coming loose. Come on, get God's way. Get God's way. Come on. Just like Paul and Silas had to pray and praise in the midnight hour, you may have to pray and praise in your midnight hour. When my father passed away and I was walking through a dark, deep depression, I had to choose to sing praise, even in the darkness. You know, the thing I love about this story is that Paul and Silas broke out of the jail and they set the other prisoners free and they baptized the jailer and his entire family in the dark. It says in that same hour his entire family got baptized. In other words, the lights hadn't come on yet, but they were the light. And sometimes you find yourself in a dark season and God's saying, Hey, I put you in that dark place to be the light, to shine bright, to worship, to pray, to build community, to not battle alone. I want to encourage you today to make a decision to surrender your life to Christ if you haven't yet, to come back to Jesus if you've drifted away. You can do that by praying this prayer with me right now. Say, Jesus, I'm all yours. I surrender to you. Have your way in my life. And thank you that you deliver me in the midnight hour. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, there's a mini book that we've just released called On Mission, and I believe it will help you to continue to walk in victory over the adversity you're facing, to continue to see the light shine when you're in the midst of the darkness. If you would like that mini book, On Mission, you can get it today by calling the number at the bottom of the screen or go to our website, pauldoherty.org, where you can request it. Also, this series is available on our website. You can find each message I've been preaching in the life of St. Paul. So go to the website today, watch those messages, share them with friends. We love you so much. If you're ever in Tulsa, come see us at Victory. We would love to make you feel right at home. Hey, never forget your best days are right in front of you. We're all searching for a purpose, a career, and a life that really matters. Oftentimes, finding that purpose 
difficult, but there are clues to your calling. There are places that only God can direct you and things only he will know that will make you come alive. You have a God-given mission. In Pastor Paul's book, On Mission, you can discover how to find and build your life around the purpose God has for you. In this book, Pastor Paul explores the life of Nehemiah. Like Nehemiah, you are anointed and appointed to make a difference. And in this book, you will learn to find and build the type of life God has for you. Find your purpose and take steps towards your assignment with the new book on mission. Give you copy today by calling 1-800-760-2360 or visit us online at pawboarding.org. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our television partners and friends. Call, write, or contact us online with your prayer requests and praise reports. You have ways of thinking walled off in your mind that are keeping you from the life that God wants you to live. To watch exclusive full-length interviews from Hillsong Conference, head to hillsongchannelnow.com today. Beth, thank you for being here. Rich, I am thrilled. I think so many times with our circumstances to find who we are. Stop beating people up for their humanity. You can have a talent, but an anointing is different. A failure is an event, never a person, and God places no limitations on faith. All of this and so much more. Don't miss a moment. Exclusive to Hillsong Channel Now. As our way of saying thank you for your gift of support to our ministry this month, we'd like to send you Pastor Brian's brand new ministry resource entitled How to Fight Fear. In this practical and uplifting resource, you'll discover how you can effectively identify and overcome the power of fear in your life. It's vital that we live in the reality that fear is an emotion, and therefore, through Christ, we have authority over it. This month we've prepared a special offer for you that will encourage and strengthen you in your battle with fear, whether it's fear of failure, fear of the past, fear of death, regardless of what you may be battling in the area of fear today, I want you to know that you can overcome. Call or log on now, and as you give, be sure to request the new resource, How to Fight Fear, and take a step towards living in freedom and victory over the fear in your life today. Hillsong Channel Now. The brand new video on demand service is here. And for a limited time, you can access original series and hit shows entirely for free. This calls for great celebration. Head to HillsongChannelNow.com and discover your favorite shows on your favorite device. Hillsong Channel Now. Anytime, anywhere.
Stingray Music, all good vibes. Eyes haven't seen, ears haven't heard, kind of blessings, the kind of blessings that's about to fall me. Victory is here to defeat out the door. God's doing a new thing. Get ready for all the flow. Cause I'm getting ready. And I've never seen Thank <laughs> you. 
Yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. God's doing a new thing. He's waiting for overflow. You've been waiting. You've been praying. You've been pressing. You've been fasting. God's doing a new thing. He's ready for overflow. I'm getting ready to see. Amen, amen, amen. Well, all right. All right, I'm back on. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, uh, you, you wanna, you, 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 should we just go ahead and uh, and, and uh, give a few more minutes, or should we start and jump right on in it uh, with an opening prayer? Open up in prayer. Let's get this puppy to rolling. <laughs> You want me to pray? You want to pray? How you want to do it? Amen, amen, amen. Uh, you know, I, I, I just want to say thank you, Father God. Just thank you for this day, for this day that you have made. And my soul shall rejoice and be glad in it. I will make my heart boast in the Lord. As your word says, Father God, and I just thank you for a brand new mercy, for strength and vitality, for an opportunity to worship you, to fulfill the purpose that you have for me in my life for the life of others on this line. Father God, take control. This is your line. This is your line for deliverance. This is your line for healing. Father God, say your word. Your word. Your word. Your word. If you send your word, God, we will be healed. If you send your word, 
Father God, we will be delivered. If, when you said your word, Father God, we will be free. In the name of Jesus. Father God, take control over this line. Take control over this line. Send your angels, Father God. Send your Holy Spirit. Glory, hallelujah. I proclaim peace to troubled minds. I proclaim to troubled minds. Father God, send your spirit of peace into Chicago, Father God. I pray that you send a dominant one angel against this providence, this principality that hovers over our city and create a climate of violence, Father God. I war against it in the name of Jesus, Father God. It is blood in the streets of Chicago. Father God, we lose one of your children every day. Father God, remove the scales off of this enemy. Father God, destroy it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Father God, strengthen our hands so we may war. Teach us how to fight, Father God. Teach us how to destroy the enemy, Father God so it doesn't ravage our communities and steal and destroy lives in the name of Jesus. Send your spirit, Father God. I thank you for this day. Father God, and I thank you in the name of Jesus for those who are on the line, who would desire to be on the line, those who will be on the line in the next few minutes, Father God, remind those that are interested, Father God, that this is Friday, Father God, and in your reminding, Father God, make the words of this book become real. Allow it to sink into our minds, into our souls, and take life, Father God, so we may drive out that enemy that infects us and influences us to be something different than you would have us to be in the name of Jesus. Father God, take control. This is your line of deliverance. In the name of Jesus.
I plead the blood of Jesus over this line. Amen and amen. As we open up any uh, testimony, praise report, somebody's going to go on me. Without further ado, we continue in the book of the Apostle John Eckhart. We will be talking about destroying the spirit of rejection. We are in chapter... The spirit of infirmity. And he begins with Proverbs 1722. We will continue on page. 112. We will continue our reading there. And it begins with a revelation of healing at Myra. Let the words of my mouth, of my mouth be edified to the body of Christ. May God, may you, Holy Spirit, take control over my tongue, my lips my cerebral and my nervous system that I may speak properly and clearly so that people can understand in the name of Jesus. God is a physician. He wants to put you back together again so that you can have life and have it more abundantly. Living life broken down by rejection is not what he wants for you. He does not want you to have to carry all your hurts throughout life. He wants to sweeten the bitter places in your life just as he did for the people of Israel at Moriah. This is Exodus 15:23-26. When they came to Moriah, They could not drink of the waters of Moriah, but they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Moriah. So the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? And he cried to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he had thrown it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There. He made for them a statue and an ordinance, and there he tested them. He said, if you diligently listen to the voice of the Lord, your God, 
and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will not afflict you with any disease with which I have afflicted the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals you. That's from Exodus 15:23-26. This is the place where God first reveals himself to his people as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. This is the place where the Lord also draws parallel between bitterness and healing. The name Moriah means bitter and refers to a bitter spring or pool of water that the people of Israel encountered after their exodus from Egypt. The word Moriah used throughout the Old Testament means bitter, change. Be disobedient, disobey, grievous, provocation, I'm sorry, provocation, provoking. Going further, it is in a causative connotation to make bitter, to cause, to rubble, to provoke. Then figuratively, it means to resist, to rebel. I'm sorry, I mutilated that. The word Moriah used throughout the Old Testament means bitter, change, be disobedient, disobey, grievous, provocation, provoking. Going further, it is used as in a causative connotation, to make bitter, to cause to rebel, to provoke, then figuratively it means to resist, to rebel. In order to heal the waters of Moriah, God instructed Moses to throw a tree into the water. And the waters were made sweet. And that's Exodus 15 through 25. You said, now what did God do again, Dre? In order to heal the waters of Moriah, God instructed Moses to, to throw a tree into the waters. Mm. Now, when you were reading that the first time, I, I, okay, I just didn't say nothing, but think about this. And see, this is why we gotta, why we have to let the Holy Spirit reveal things to us, put ourselves in the situation or circumstance. Here you are in a desert, and you come across water, meaning it bitter. In other words, you see some polluted, funky water, and you know you can't drink it but you also 
are thirsty, and, you, and, you, and in the desert you could die because you ain't had nothing to drink. And so God has you to take a tree and put it in the water. Okay, and the reason I'm saying that, what kind of sense does that make? <laughs> and that's, that's what I mean. You see what I'm talking about? God Amen. has Amen. Amen. that in the natural. What kind of foolishness? And wait a minute. And then I'm going to trust you enough to, to drink. drink that water. Oh, my God. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Break it down. Break it down. Break and it down. See, that, that's why we're not receiving the promises of God because we don't trust him to oh, the level oh. that we say we do. Because if we did, we would go ahead mm-hmm. and just be obedient, even when it don't yeah. make sense. It's stupid. Now, who said that they saw a change in the water? If we saw some dirty, cloudy, polluted water, and then it came blue, then we could say that it changed. But who said that they saw a change? Ooh, come on. Hey, Taisha, come on. Break it down. And this is what we got to when we're walking this walk, as God is growing us up. You this again I, I, I harp on you got to know his voice because he's gonna have you doing some unfamiliar, uncomfortable, foolish things to the world as well as to yourself. And you just gotta be okay, well God, you just told me to do it. Let me go on out here and do it. I'm going back on mute. I just, I, I just, I just kept hitting me. <laughs> Amen. 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 Man, break it down. <laughs> I, I, I thank you, God, for the spirit of revelation. Make it real to us. So in order to heal the waters, the waters of bitterness, God instructed Moses to, to, to throw a tree into the waters. God instructed Moses to throw a tree into the waters, and the waters were made sweet. The tree represents Jesus Christ and his cross. Two of the redemptive things that Jesus suffered on the cross were being bruised and rejected. Two of the redemptive things Jesus suffered on the cross were being bruised and rejected. Rejected. Being bruised and rejected were the redemptive things Jesus suffered on the cross for us. Come on. Part of the suffering for us was being rejected by men. Rejected by his own nation, Israel, he was despised and not esteemed. So part of the redemption that Christ came to bring, part of his suffering was rejection from his own people. Christ had to encounter all that he we encountered so that in him, our salvation would be full and complete. The Bible is not shortchanging us when it says that Christ was acquainted with our griefs and sorrows. 
if anyone knows and cares, Jesus does. So whatever you are dealing with in life, whether it is rejection, hurt, or bitterness, you can be healed, restored, and made whole. The reject, the redemption accomplished by at the cross sweetens the waters. Let me read that again. I got tongue tied. The devil is a lie. The redemption accomplished at the cross sweetens the water. The tree in the form of a cross upon which Christ was hung sweetens the life of every person who accepts his sacrifice through salvation, which includes deliverance from bitterness, anger, resentment, rejection, pride, and rebellion. Life becomes sweet. Oh, I got to read that again. Oh, come on, somebody. That's right. Now, when you read it this time, everybody that's listening, I want you to, again, think about your own personal hurt, own personal situation, your own personal struggle. I want you to right now think of, put yourself again. You know where you're at. You know, and you know what? Even if you don't, let, let the Holy Spirit reveal things to you. Let the Holy Spirit reveal. So, so, so what he's trying to say, I want you to look at this now and then let me transform that hurt to the sweetness. I want you right now to just take this time to just let me reveal, even if it's something that you have swept down to the road and you thought was no more, let me reveal it to you because, see, I'm right at this moment. At this moment, I want to enter in and transform that hurt. That brokenness. I want to show you the power of my resurrection that can enter in your life if you're just willing to let me. I'm going back on you. I'm going back on you. I'm going back on you. Let it go. If we just let it go. If we just oh come on. Let me read this again. So, whatever you are dealing with in life, whether it is rejection, come on, Andre, hurt, come on, Andre, or bitterness, come on, Andre, you can be healed. Andre, you can be healed. Let me uh, let me go back. All right, so whatever you are dealing with in life, whatever it what, – all right, so. Whatever you are dealing with in life, whether it's rejection, hurt, or bitterness, you can be healed, restored, and made whole. The redemption accomplished at the cross sweetens the water. The tree in the form 
of a cross upon which Christ was hung sweetens the life of every person who accepts his sacrifice through salvation, which includes deliverance from bitterness, anger, resentment, rejection, pride, and rebellion. Life becomes sweet. That's what deliverance is all about. Deliverance is salvation. Deliverance is healing. Deliverance is restoration. God wants you whole. God does not want you living life messed up. Jesus saves, heals, delivers, restores, and makes whole. You definitely do not want to grow old being sick, bitter, and mean. People wonder why it seems that older people are so mean. It's just a manifestation of bitterness. All the years of their lives they have not released any of the hardships they have been through. So by the time they are certain of, I'm sorry, so by the time they are a certain age, they are mean and grouchy. You can sometimes think that this is just a part of getting old. No, it is not. Those are just old demons. You do not have to be old and bitter, mean, sick, and all messed up. If you get old and feel you have a right to hate everybody, then the devil has a right to destroy your life. If you get old and feel you have a right to hate everybody, then the devil has a right to destroy your life. This is not the way God wants his people to live. Deliverance is here. Today is the day of salvation. You can be set free to be full of joy and love even in old age. So then, it is no wonder that God, in his great love for us all, reveals himself to the people of Israel as their, as their healer, at the bitter waters of Moriah. So then, it is no wonder that God, in his great love for us all, reveals himself to the people of Israel as their healer 
at the bitter waters of Moriah. Bitterness and healing go hand in hand. Israel had just come out of Egypt, out of 400 years of bondage. When you've been in bondage that long, there is a great chance you will harbor unforgiveness and bitterness toward the people who put you in bondage. But God will bear your bitterness and give you something sweet in exchange, joy for sorrow, beauty for ashes. Amen. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Dre, do you know do you know of any other people who have been in bondage and still walk around here better? <laughs> you, know, you know the other races, and now you look at them out here doing the foolish things, and they're trying to express this rage, this resentment, and if you understand it spiritually, that is more than just them as generational, but, but we don't really understand the true process of how to get rid of this hurt and this pain, so now we're just doing foolish things. Does that sound familiar? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. You see, it's a manifestation every day. 12 year old child there in Chicago. It's, it's, it's a manifestation of that, of that bitterness. And, and you know one thing that's been that is ringing out more and more as you keep reading. God wants to bring you out. God wants to heal you. He doesn't want Come you on. in this pain. He doesn't want you in this hurt. But we're we're accepting it. We're believing it. And, and, and then the lies that are told, we're walking in it. And God is saying, I, I not only have I provided a way. I want you to come here. I want you this healing. I even died in order for you to have this. And we reject it because we believe the lie. Hmm. You know, I was talking to Erica earlier this morning, and she said something. It says, you know, so often that, you know, we'll go back to that hurt and that pain that is familiar to us rather than walking in the struggle that will set us free. In other words, there's going to be work involved either way it goes. There's going to be <laughs> blood, sweat, and tears, <laughs> anguish, struggle. If you're walking in the light, there's going to be anguish and struggle if you're walking in the darkness. Because either way it goes, you're going to pay a cost. It's just when you're walking in the darkness, you're walking in what you're familiar, what you know, or what, and at that, in your own understanding, it seems right. But what happens is you don't understand that you're, you're, he's still in your joy, he's still in your, your peace, he's still in your healing. All the time that you're doing that which you're comfortable or that which you know which is familiar, the devil is steadily stealing from you, and you're struggling. So not only are you struggling with the thing that you're going through, you're struggling because things are being taken from you. But when you're walking and doing what God calls you to do, it's going to be a struggle too. See, that's what we miss it. We think because we're walking in the godliness or in the light that everything's going to be, no, 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 no. That's going to be a struggle. There's going to be some, 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 some heartache. There's going to be some, some pain. But the difference is there's going to be a whole lot of peace. Come on. 
come on now. There's going to be, you're going to have some appreciation, and I ain't talking about from people. Do you know how good it feels when God says, good job, son, good job. Come on now. Come on now. I'm glad that you chose what I have provided for, and you chose to come on. Let God let God give you some kudos. Do you know how far that will take you? You won't even get caught up in what everybody else thinking. And see, oh, what somebody did to what somebody did to me. Hold on to that hurdle of what they ex did. Or what my or what my ex wife did, or what my husband then did, or what this boyfriend then did. All of this but it is it, man, it's so much drama yeah. out here that yeah. I live. I'm like and, and you hold yeah. on to that, but yeah. that's not accepting. Like yeah. you said, it's there, it's the Acceptance of the salvation, which includes deliverance from that. We we ain't nobody fool, man. We adults. We 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 understand when we got we when we anger when we see that person and that that hurt us, or when we think about that job that might have fired us, or when we think about all kind of stuff that causes this bitterness and anger, and we despise that. Come on, come on. And now we can say, okay, wait, wait, wait. When I see that enemy coming up, I can say, God, Jesus, you died for that. Through your you salvation, I don't have to deal with that yeah. bitterness and anger because yeah. you died for yeah, me. Lord. You just yeah. you died for that. Yes, yes, yes. To, to replace that. Not that it's not replace that, but to replace it. Come on now. With joy, which is what he said, with joy. Yes, with joy. Yes. <clears throat> My beautiful hands. Those, those are the things we got to think on. Those are the things yeah. we got to keep redoing our mind about. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. I can't accept this bitterness and anger or what happened then in my life. I can't, yeah. I can't allow that to dominate. I can't accept that Jesus is going to make those waters sweet. Come on now. Come on now. Let, let me add a little Jesus so he can make a little, little sugar out of this, this, this lemonade. Mm-hmm. Come this, on now. This, this lemon water that I got. Okay, let me, let me make this a little practical. You know, let me make this a little practical now. Because, okay, I can go because I've been in business for, for years now. I, I find myself laughing now when I come to the situation that I used to struggle with, but now I have an understanding to the point that I can educate somebody else about it. Mm. Oh, I can do it. it. used to take me hours. I can now do a minute. In other words, that struggle that I went through, I now value it because it taught me something. <laughs> and and now, now I can consider myself an expert tradesman because I have taken the time to learn and apply. Now I get paid for what I think I'm worth. Come on now. But I had to go through the struggle. I had to go through the pain, the grief. But now on the other side, because see, that's the thing. you got to be willing to go to the other side and have your mind transformed, your thoughts renewed. So now I don't think about the struggle as much as I think about the benefits that it taught me. Oh, Jesus. Amen. Good morning, folks. How y'all doing? What's up, nigga? Renee. Hey. Hey. I see all of us from Victoria this morning. Praise the Lord. All right. And um, I have two things to I have two things to say. 
Sam, what you just said, through you applying for what you knew made you stronger in that area. And it helped you get out of doubt because you got to see for yourself. <clears throat> Excuse me, that you can do it. Okay, and for the tree going into the water, and it, and the benefits that came from it, isn't that also attributes of living water that was promised to us? Amen. Amen. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of a living water. Wow. Right. Amen. Now, Amen. Amen. Now, I have talked to people, and they would tell me how they don't like to drink water. So people say, oh, well, no, nah, I don't like water. It ain't got no taste to it. Well, I don't like water. Um, I never had. But then, too, out of that, you wind up with blood diseases. You wind up with um, diabetes. You wind up with your organs saying, look, I'm thirsty. We ain't going to give me some water. And they wonder why their bodies are not acting accordingly. I've told a couple of people who told me they don't like water. I say, you know something? If you start daily, drinking a little water and start increasing that each time you drink water and cut back on the cut back on the sugars, that water would taste sweet to you. Just to show you how much you have cleared out that um, you had cleared out that bacteria that had created from all of that sugar. And then they looked at me and said, well, water don't taste sweet. I said, if you clear off your palate, it will have somewhat of a sweet taste to it. But the only way you don't know that is that you have to wean yourself off of this other stuff or either cut back on it enough for you to make the uh, comparison. It's, it's interesting. You know, I... I, I, I... I'm 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 making the connections to what you're saying. And it's interesting that God uses waterness water to talk about our lives, and you know, and and it's true that that most of our body, over ninety percent of our body, is really water, and He uses this 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 body of water that is named Mariah to talk about the bitterness that could be created in our lives through rejection. And and that could be why people are talking about why water to them doesn't taste good. They they can be really describing themselves. They can be really because as God uses this is as a body of water that is bitter. And so we we and people who deal with with this this battleground of the mind and 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 Orisha can understand and appreciate this. Sometimes we can project our own faults and problems onto the other. 
So we see the other, but it's really ourselves that we're mirroring. And so this person who says that water is bitter to them is really kind of describing themselves, amen, that God is revealing to you, Renee. And, and you can say, well, oh, you know, I, you know, wait a minute. You, you need to sweeten that water up with a little of the words of Jesus Christ somehow. And so, you know, as, as God, I'm sure, talk, he longs to talk to Renee. It's so interesting. He longs to talk to you. So in your daily crossing other people, and especially those people who God has caused you to hear that they are themselves bitter, then you can say, well, oh, wait, 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 wait. Maybe I can add a little sweetness. Maybe I can, I can make, make, make them feel that their water is now sweet by adding a little sweetener, which God says is the tree. And that tree is the cross that Jesus died on. He shed his blood for the the salvation that occurs with the redemption of our sins, the salvation, the deliverance, the healing. So I don't know how God is going to use you in that, but God is going to use you to add that sweetener in their lives so when they project onto others, they're going to start seeing their lives being sweet because you sowed that seed, or more so you put a tree. And they water a bitterness. Come on, somebody. Hey, And then, too, you look at it like this, just like with trees being close to water, the trees need to replenish its moisture source. But then, too, it's like a filtering. Plant. Yeah, God, God longs to sup with you. So, yeah, your 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 source, your roots. If 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 you really wanted them, your roots could be deep because God longs to sup with you. <laughs> Come on, somebody. God, you know, open up our ears on this line, and I pray more warned angels on this line that the enemy of pride. This enemy of fear, Father God, send your warned angels to destroy the wiles of the enemy, Father God. This is your line. This is your line of deliverance, Father God. Help us to see from the scales of the wiles of Leviathan that could be lurking, Father God. Father God, remove his scales, Father God. Move his scales so we can see spiritually for what you will have us to do and accomplish in our lives. The oil that this wicked, demonic, reptile, serpent-like creatures can cover our ears so that we may not be able to hear what God said the Lord. And those things, Father God, could get distorted, Father God. So send your warned angels to guard this line of deliverance this day this day is the day of deliverance, as you proclaimed and I just read, Father God, deliver. Send your warned angels, Father God. Do what your word has sent to accomplish. 
Your word has said you will not see your word and it will return to you void. Father God, this day you said we are delivered. Father God, this day you said Jesus Christ died for our sin. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, amen. Hold on one second. Father God, I thank you for bringing us together, Lord. As you are growing in each and every one of our lives, I thank you, Father, as you speak to us corporately as well as individually. Because it is through that, Father, that we come in one accord. Yes, God. Come in one accord. Yes, God. Renee, I want you to repeat after me. We're getting ready to go through okay. the chapter of Ephesians, the first chapter. I don't know if you've been doing that or not, but repeat after me and personalize it. Samuel, going through Ephesians too? the first chapter of Ephesians. Okay, hold on. I'm looking it up now. Okay. Okay, we're starting at... Um, Verse 1. 1 and 1? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm there. All right. Okay, I do it mine and you do it. Samuel Farley, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who were turned people Tull- in the faith of Christ Jesus. Go ahead. Renee Tolan, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus. Ephesus. And to the Ephesus and to the faithful in Jesus Christ. Okay. Matter of fact, you just you just go one verse at a time and you personalize it. Oh, okay. Grace be be to me, grace be to Renee, and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Renee, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings, in heavenly places in Christ. According as he has chosen Renee and him before the foundation of the world that I should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestined Renee unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein 
Renee hath made us accepted in the beloved. Well, he had made us accepted in the beloved. In whom we, in whom yes, Lord. Renee you. has redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. Wherein he has abounded toward Renee in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto Renee the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed in himself. We have purposed in Renee that in the Disposition. Disposition, thanks. In the disposition of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things mm-hmm. in Christ, mm-hmm. both which are in heaven and mm-hmm. which are on earth, even in him. Yes, Lord, thank you. In whom also. Renee has obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. That Renee should be to the praise of his glory, who was first trusted in Christ. Mm. In yes. whom? Thank you, Father. Renee also trusted. After that, ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of Renee's salvation, whom also after that, I believe, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of Christ, which is the earnest of Renee's inheritance until the redemption of the purchase of the purchase possessions unto the praise of his glory. Wherefore I remain also after I heard of your faith in the Lord and love in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. Cease not to give thanks for Renee making mention of you in my prayer. That the God of our Lord, Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give not to Renee the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding, the eyes of my understanding, begin enlightened that I may know what is the hope of his calling Mm, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to renounce? Lord, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he okay, which Renee wrought in Christ when he raised 
him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. All right. Now I just want you to be quiet right now, okay? Okay. Father God, your daughter has confessed your word over her own life. Your word will not come back to you void. My prayer, Father, is for you to perform that very word that she spoke out of her own mouth in her life. Seal her with your word, with the promises that she has confessed out of her own mouth. Seal her and keep her while you grow her up so she will begin to walk in the very things that she uttered, Lord. She has a desire to increase in you and your word, Lord. And what did my brother Dre say? That, Lord, you got more of a desire for her to do it than she does. (laughs) So right now we break every attachment that the enemy has that will keep her from rising up into whom God has called her to be. She is sealed with your precious Holy Ghost anointed blood. Father God, send out your Holy Ghost anointed bricklayers. Set off those cracks and those crevices so the enemy cannot come back in. Yes, God. Fill them off, Lord, and put your angels at guard so Renee can't go back to it. Come on now. What did we just talk about, the struggle? She can't go back to what's familiar because now she must go forth in the light. Your word has been stated over her mouth, so it must be performed because we're we're interceding on her behalf. Because <laughs> today is a day she will be transformed from Mara to sweetness. <laughs> Father God, all of those things that have been holding her back will begin to melt off. You know why? Because the source that has been fueling them has been cut off because now they're behind the wall. No longer can the enemy fuel that hurt, brokenness, rejection, anguish, sorrow, failure, all of those things that he's been harping and fueling her to keep her locked in that place has now been broken. So now that she begins to speak your word over her life, you can now enter in and go to perform that very thing she's confessed out of her own mouth. So I ask you, Lord, to send her the new mentors that will help her to go from where she's at to where you need her to be. Yes, Lord. 
Wow. 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 It's a different day. Wow. It's a different day. And now, Renee, when you begin to speak, you speak that straight from the Holy Spirit, and you're going to now be speaking your destiny. You're now going to now be speaking your new life. You're going to now be speaking your transformation. It's going to be uttered straight by the revelation of the, of the Word and the Spirit of God. So just begin now to speak in the Holy Spirit. Woo, Jesus. Lord, it will begin to overflow in the household. 
We had to begin to transform in our household so that household can go from bitter to sweet. Household can go from bitter to sweet. The lives of her children and her grandchildren. We all can begin to transition to Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it right there. That's it right there. That's it right there. Transition. Today is a day of change. Today is a day of transition. In the, in the, in the heavenly realm. Things have changed in the spiritual realm. Manifestation yeah. is taking the place at this very moment. Things are shifting because it's God ordained. Yes, God. It is God ordained. And we are foolish enough to believe God. We are foolish enough to take this piece of wood to throw it in this dirty, stinking water, and it's going to come up to sweet and fresh. So, Lord, we're foolish enough that we're going to holler and scream at this line, on this, at this time, on this line, and our life is going to be different. We're foolish enough, to, Lord, to say that you're making a change in the children and the grandchildren at this very moment. Lord, we're foolish enough to say the word out of the living word of God to confess it and that it makes a difference. We're foolish enough to stand and agree that this is now a moment of God that is transformed into a vessel that you have to be fit for the master Jew. We're just foolish enough to actually speak out of the heart of the Holy Ghost. It is she on the inside. It is cleansing. It is transforming. But she should now be just a Transition there. Amen. 
Uh-huh. I, I felt that transition. So what I'm telling you is when the enemy comes back, because he's going to come back, you start singing in the spirit. Uh-huh. When he starts attacking your mind, when he starts bringing up that old foolishness, you start singing in the spirit. See, what you're going to do then, you're going to dismantle him, and he's not going he, to hang on having nothing to hit you with. And if he hits you with it, it's going to be like he get hit with a feather. Uh-huh. So, so, so when he comes, I keep telling you, when he comes, because he's going to come back, you just start singing in the spirit. Okay. When, you, when, when they come with the, the same old craziness, the gossip, the things that will draw you back into the old wise, mindsets and ways, you just leave them alone. You try to get off and change the conversation or whatever you need to do, but don't dwell there because today is a new day for you. God's got some things planned. Well, it's funny that you said that because I just had this conversation with uh, one of my old friends yesterday. And I had told them that I just chose to leave it alone because the very people that they were listening to that came to them with gossip and all of that, it was the same people who was creating more gossip about them. <laughs> and I wasn't being played into it, so I was just like, you know, if you want to say that, then that's what you say, but my name ain't going to be in because I'm not going to say anything. So when you feel like you got all of these newfound friends and they got you, yeah, they got you, but not in the way that you think that they got you. <laughs> Amen. And then, uh, yeah, listen, we just had this conversation yesterday. But I ain't got time for, I ain't got time for this dumb stuff. To stay back into um, a land of hurt, of hurt and um, being in the snake pit. And for where, like I said yesterday, not to take it personal, well, the word of God you take personally to get it in order to in order to be able to apply it to your life. But in his word he says, Vengeance are his, it's not mine, it's his. So out of anything or anyone that comes against me that's not for me. This is for me to let go of myself to let him take care of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and for that, like I said yesterday, not to take it personally, but to take it to God. Mm-hmm. Now, it was said yesterday, yeah, that's easy to say, yeah, but when you caught up into old habits, now it's something that's in like a But in order to make it more easier and palatable, you have to be willing to let go of some things. And one is for what others may think. I see the other ones, they may see what's coming along for you. But that doesn't mean they want to see you. They don't, but that doesn't mean that they want to help see you get there. 
go out of that debt of a test. Amen. Well, Dre, we kind of um, well, we didn't kind of, we kind of shifted. <laughs> we'll give it back to you, young man. <laughs> hey, it's his line. He do what he want to do. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. <laughs> you hey, hey, man, on that's why it's called pressure to ministries. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. Amen. 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 There you go. There you go. We already stated many times, our thoughts are not necessarily his thoughts. That's it. Our ways are not his ways. Amen. 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 That was great. That was great. That was great. That was great. If anybody got delivered, I saw it. I'm like, man, I'm like, whoa. I, I, I just saw some deliverance right in front of yeah. my very eyes. If it, you know, for us, individually and collectively, corporately. Oh, wow. I, woo. I, 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 saw, I saw his head get chopped off in the spirit. Amen. Wow. Yeah. Amen. Like, like, a, like a samurai warrior. Just mm. one spice. And boom, it was over. Mm-hmm. And the warrior just put the sword back in the sleeve. Need to put that in the mirror, and I need to recite that every morning. 
that was a blessing, man, just to speak that over your life and what Christ has done and and what we get from that. Oh, man, that that was a tremendous. Whatever that was from in Ephesians, boy, that blessed me today. That's the first chapter, just the whole first chapter. Amen. Oh, okay, okay, wow. Amen. Wow. Okay. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, uh, anybody else? If not, we're going to close out with a quick one because, you know, while while the juice is still flowing. (laughs) I don't know if Fanny won prayer or Erica. I don't know if Erica's on. I think Fanny's on. Amen. 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 Mm, Father God, you have blessed the body of Christ with Fanny. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for that soul that you have placed in our midst. I thank you for that team player, Father God, who is now understanding her role and her positioning in the body of Christ, on our team, Father God, Mm. this team of deliverance, this team trauma center worldwide ministry. Yes, Lord. Father God, you have proclaimed in her life Mm. that she is an evangelist. Mm. I pray this day that no devil in hell, no demon can come against the blessing that you have proclaimed over her life in the name of Jesus. May your word go forth and accomplish what it has set out to do in the name of Jesus. Father God, strengthen her, encourage her. And give her the confidence mm. that she has that she does not have to hold on to the anger and the bitterness, the rejection, the rede- the, the rejection, the resentment that my sister feels. It is all under the blood. It is all pinned to that tree. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you to send your spirit to remind her that she is a body of living water and that Jesus Christ is the tree that's going to sweeten up her bitterness, Father God. And from this day forth, she will live in joy and sweetness because she has believed on you for your salvation and deliverance. Amen. In the name of Jesus, it is so. Amen. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just uplift my sister Erica. Again, thank you, Father God, for giving us A general who understands the battlefield. Oh, my God. 
that understands the battlefield. The battlefield is the mind. Father God, my sister Erica has been trained studying the mind, the battlefield. She is your warring general and understands the battlefield. Father God, I ask you in the name of Jesus to send your spirit of wisdom, your spirit of understanding. Father God, give her godly ideals that we may restore fertile land to that battlefield of our mind. That she is a warring general to take back the minds of a people that have been enslaved and oppressed for over, for over 400 years, Father God. Give her ideals, give her dreams, give us visions so she may deliver her people, our people out of the bondage that we have fallen into, Father God. Father God, give her a spiritual injection of bravery. True belief in you, Father God that she may stand and confront powers which in our own eyes appear to be giants. (laughs) Appear to be mountains. But you said in your word, we have the authority to speak to that mountain, cast it into the sea. And if we believe we can do it, it shall be done in your name. Give her that spiritual power. Give her that spiritual authority. Anoint her with your power your strength, that this day forth, she is no longer dominated, influenced by the spirit of rejection, by the spirit of rebellion, by the spirit of pride. Father God, help her to hold on to that tree, that tree of sweetness. Infuse her bitter waters with that tree. So it pours out rivers of living waters as she speaks 
to thus your people, thus her sheep in Russia, thus her sheep, as she pastors her sheep, as she delivers her sheep. Father God, give her spiritual cornmeal that she feeds people in darkness. So they feed upon that cornmeal which you gave us to nourish and redeem your sheep. Give it to her, Lord. I ask you Endow her with more of the Holy Spirit. Increase her faith. Increase her tenacity to get more of you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm going to pray for you, Dre. I don't, before you get off. Anybody else? Anybody else on prayer? <laughs> yeah, I'm quite sure I'll be hearing from Erica because I I, I, I I sent her a text. Said he's praying for you. She said she's in a meeting. I said, yeah, he's calling you a general. Mm. Mm. Okay. Okay, daddy. Okay, I'll get her to eat, daddy. Okay. Okay. All right. Mm, Jerry, lift up my household for me, please. I pray for you. I'm sorry, sir. Could you repeat what you just said? I said, could you pray for my household before I pray for you? Amen. Hey, 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 hey. Father God, I thank you for victory this day. I thank you for revelation knowledge that you have placed on my brother Sam Farley, Father God. Increase his apostolic Increase the spiritual weaponry, Father God. Send your angels, Father God, into his household, Father God. Hmm. Right now, right now, from this day forth, in the name of Jesus. That demonic spirit that has been 
hovering, lurking around the household. It moves in, but it can't stay. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Holy We proclaim the anointing. We proclaim the deliverance a weeks ago against the spirit of schizophrenia. But this day forth, that spirit was destroyed. If you think it appears, it is only a trick of the enemy. It is gone. It cannot take residence in the Farley household. It can only come in and try to do what it can do, and then it's got to go. But I saw Liberty get its head cut off today. I saw the beast of all beasts. The the mm-hmm. beast that was cloning small lipithans, mm. I saw that get destroyed. Mm. Wow. So now what we're dealing with is smaller forms yeah. of lipithans that we cannot allow to mm. have any foothold mm-hmm. in our eyes. In our households anymore. From this day forth, in the name of Jesus, you will proclaim forgiveness, healing, mother and father. I will stand in agreement with you for their deliverance from bitterness and anger. I will stand with you to proclaim forgiveness. For all the members of the Farley household, I proclaim deliverance to every foot that enters into the threshold of the Farley household. We draw a line right at the doorstep of the Farley household and establish a wall. Amen. 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 That the enemy 
Mm, amen. Ooh. Will not be Ooh. able to shoot fiery darts mm. over. Mm. Mm. Amen. And if it tries to climb mm. over the wall in the name of Jesus, may you see it and destroy it in the name of Jesus. Mm. I stand with you to drive out any demonic spirit that's not of God this Mm. day forth. Amen. I proclaim rivers of living water. I proclaim and pronounce Lake Farley, which is a lake of sweetness. I proclaim Lake Farley. That has water of wheat in the same machine. I speak life to the folly household in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over that whole block. In the name of Jesus. Wow. This day, it is so. Wow. We proclaim victory. We proclaim victory. We proclaim victory. Wow. Wow. This day. Wow. Mm. Bridget, an mm. extension of her family, mm. Debbie, and everything she touches. Mm. Mm. Send your spirit, Father God. Mm. Send your spirit, Father God. Mm. Send your spirit, Father God. Mm. You said your word and they were healed. Yes, 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 yes. Yarando kusi in the word. In the word. In the word. It is very hour. Father God, in the name of Jesus, send your warring angels to protect his daughter. In the world, in the world, in the world, at this very hour. Father God, anoint his daughter. Bless her, Father God. Make her a prophet to her generation. Hey! Mm. 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 Mm
It is so. She is a prophet to her generation. Wow. She is a prophet to her generation. And that's why the enemy tried to attack her mind. In the name, Morgan Shandander Cosa discarded a combo Yes, 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 and this for the combo courses of Yes, 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 yes. And they did the post the discord of the Father God, send a warned angel to the the Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yes, yes, yes. Send the combo. Be a fist all around. Yes, yes, yes. In the name of Jesus. Yes, it's all around her every day. Yes, 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 Father, be a fence. Be a Oh, my God. Wow. 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 Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just got a revelation. Oh, my God. I got a deep revelation. Come on. Come I on. just, I, I remember, okay. 
when me when Morgan when April was pregnant, me and April started to fight, and we literally fought from <laughs> the time she was pregnant to years later. But what the Lord just revealed to me, now that we're getting a better understanding of rejection and rebellion, because when my child was born, I just literally took her in my arms and I would walk her around the house and pray for her in the spirit. And then one day the Lord told me, it's good now. You don't have to do that anymore. She's healed. Wow. And I said, okay. And I never, I just, okay. I just knew I obediently I was just doing it. And then one day in my church, a man of God who was there, he was a visitor. And he called me up and he started praying over me. And he literally, I had never told that to anybody until after he told me that. Because when he said it, I looked at him. I said, yeah, that's true. Basically, he kind of reiterated that I used to, you know, do what I just said. And I said, yeah, that's true. And, again, I had never told anybody that. But now with the understanding that we're now coming and understanding generational curses, God healed her from the attack of the enemy in the womb. Rejection and rebellion where it would have been, now it's a problem, then it would have been a strong man and a stronghold. So it's a problem because it's still, like, like you said, the little le- Leviathans. <laughs> then, but it would have been a major, major issue, especially with my personality and her mama personality. <laughs> uh-uh. But, I mean, God just literally revealed, as, and as we understand now, that you suffer from these things from being attacked in the womb. See, see, the world talks about environments. Well, what about that environment that you're born in before you even born? Oh, my God. <laughs> what, what about that, 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 that genetic DNA? Well, what about that spiritual DNA? Mm, I, and so now I have such a greater thankfulness and understanding of what he really did. Again, just me being obedient. Okay, Lord, I, I literally was just taking my arms walk around the house and pray for her in the spirit, just doing it. My God. That was one of the reasons I told Renee to do that over her grandbaby, just to pray in the spirit. And now the Lord, I mean, he had been showing me, why, you know, why would, but see, my people perish for lack of knowledge. So now what, 20 years later, still studying to show myself approved, God is now even opening up more about why he had me doing that. So now I could have acted in what I said about taking that water, taking that wood and throwing it in the water and it becomes sweet. I could have been at it. Well, what? This, isn't, this is not important. I got mm-hmm. more things to do. I, don't, yeah, I know I need to pray over my child, but I got to do that. I got to do that. How much more? Uh, one thing that I always give God a glory for is growing my child up. Come on. I, I thank God for the, for the family that he's put around and I'm looking at her now, and I'm I'm literally proud of my girl because she's growing up. She's becoming a woman. She's becoming a child of God. She's having her business. And, and, and I look at, in comparison, but I look in comparison to a lot of others. She's, as you said, she's a leader. She's a part. God is using her, but see, God, out of me being obedient to what He told me to do and doing it first, how much more struggle 
in hell what I've been going through if I had a, well, I know I need to pray for, but I got to do this, or I got to do that, I got to do that. See, that's why he tells you, seek him first, the kingdom of heaven. By me being obedient and taking that time to invest into her life, now, it's a lot less hell that she's going through as well as a lot less hell that I had to go through. I ain't got nothing else to say. Wow. Mm. Mm. Jesus. Mm. And we choose to put God on the back burner because. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. I'm tore up over here, man. I'm tore up, man. Woo, what a day. Right. <laughs> okay, okay, I got to go there. I got to go there. Because, see, again, well, you know, people that kind of know me know I'm busy. Even even well go, man, I, I can't even do what you do because you're busy all day long. So, now, my one thing he commissioned me to do, which I try to do, is take care of my family first. That's why I stay home and do the things I do before I leave out to go out the doors. Now, y'all know my struggles, you know, my property, my lawsuits, my lack of this, or this, that, and the other. But by letting him guide me first, and you got my text message, out of a two-week time period, by just me being obedient, he has opened up the pathway where now I've got, I've got credit that I applied for, that I can go do the work that I need to be done. <laughs> a few thousand dollars worth of credit. Hey, man. <laughs> that appeared on all I was like, oh, okay. Oh, you going to give me that? Well, let me try this again. Oh. So what am oh, I saying by putting him first and trusting him? Where I'm not, I could have been out there working and trying to make that, trying to – all the work that I could have done would not have generated that amount of credit in that short a period of time is what I'm trying to say. But I put him first, being obedient to what he told me to do, the way he told me to do it. Now at the proper time, God said, here's some money to go do, go work on your houses and your buildings that you've been wondering about. Before I could even get the prayer up, Dre, he answered me and gave me a line of credit. I was, I'm calling you. Talk come on. I said, oh, come Lord, on. I checked my bank account. This ain't good. Well, I could even get, I went to the store. Here, here's a line of credit. You got any more questions? <laughs> I should have understood it. I go Seek him first. Trust him. Amen. Push come everything on. else back down below him. Come Make on. him the center of your world. Just some comfort. Let everything emanate from him. He'll take care of your problems. Trust him with your problem. You say it, not trust him with it. Trust him with it by applying his word and doing it the way he tells you to do. He'll take care of your problem. Even when it looks like he won't. Even when he tells you to take that piece of wood and throw it in that dirty water. And then Come go on. drink it. Come on. I'm done, man. I'm, I'm, let, let me know when you're ready for me to pray for you, because like you said, I'm done, dude. This is... Go, go, man. Go, man. Here you are, bro. Uh, let, 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 man, let me get quiet, bro. <laughs> well, well, you're going to get quiet till I start talking, because you... <laughs> I'm just warning you right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> you ready? Yep, let's go. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just let it go, Father God. Because, yeah. see, I know that, and you say a lot of times that, you know, you'd be up in the middle of the night and, and things are just running through you. I don't I don't need you to get a journal. I need you to get something to set aside because you're going to begin to write books. You're going to begin to write books. Now, right now, what you need to do, don't worry about it making sense. And I say books. Because you're going to just start writing. You're going to start, oh, my God, I was just reading about the prof- the writing prophet. Come on now. That a prophetic mm. anointing for writing that God has given you is going to begin to manifest in your life. And you're going to begin just to pin information. Now, I mean it from the sense you're going to start writing stuff down oh as it God. flows through you. And, oh and that's why I said books because it might not make sense at the time. Don't worry about that. You just pin it. That's why I said compilation. You write it down, you write it down, you write it down. Then at the proper time, God is going to say, now, see, well, this book number one goes over here with book number three. Well, this pamphlet you wrote here goes with this over there. And then he's going to orchestrate it into a manual to instruct others because God has called you to go forth throughout the earth and teach his word. Mm, Wow. My God. My God. Now, understand what I'm talking about. I'm, I said to teach. I'm talking about books, meaning you're going to instruct people how to become whole because you're going to see it from the perspective of the physical as well as the spiritual. You're going to begin mm-hmm. to instruct people how to go, what to go about, their diets, their mindset, all the things that you're gleaning. And see, that's why we come together and we pray. We're gleaning one from another. And you're going to begin to instruct with procedural procedural instruction, step by step, this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do, and as you continue to do this, you apply this, and this will happen. But, see, that's also going to come from the experience that you're also going through in your own walk. And as these things begin to manifest, the power of God is going to flow through you. And then after you start putting this all together, then God said, now go over there and begin to work this in your patience. Go over here and begin to work this in your family. Go over here and begin to work this in your business. People and then he's gonna say, Now I'm gonna call you to the next level. I'm gonna go over yes, and have you talk to this group, go over here and talk to that group. And then when you begin to go out and to teach his word, he says, Now I know you need to get around. I'm gonna have you begin to form businesses. You're gonna My begin to plan business. See, that's why it's on you right now, so heavy. I gotta do a bit, I gotta do something. I got because see, that seed is beginning to sprout inside of you for the business anointing that God is going to have you plant businesses around that will be better for his storehouse as well, and others can run to and be fed. They can be fed, they can be healed, they can be whatever because God is ordained it, and your hand is upon it, and you're getting an understanding about it, and you're going to begin to flow. See, that's why you find yourself asking, and I gotta do something because God is saying, Yes, you do. But I'm just growing that thing up in you, young man. <laughs> I'm just growing it up in you. So go ahead and begin to walk out on it and learn from it. Don't get upset about the, the defeat. Don't get upset about the, the, the things that don't happen because, see, you're learning from it. And my hand is growing you up. And you're going to begin soon to take these leaps of faith and do the great things, the great exploits that I've called you to do. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 
Wow. That's right. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father God. It's been a blessed day. <laughs> <laughs> Father, I'm going to get off here quick. <laughs> That's my man. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. I understand. Amen, 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 amen. Amen. Well, Brother Apostle. Uh, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yup, that's enough said. Enough said. Amen. So, uh, Sunday, Apostle? Yes, I guess it will be. <laughs> amen, amen. Thank you, man. God bless. All right. Be blessed. Peace. Peace.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.